Well, good afternoon, everybody. I am here with Scott Baker, who is the president of Five Generation Bakers. Got that right. Had to get a little coaching on that before we got started here. And uh, excited to have Scott. He, I've known you for off and on and heard of you and sort of follow you on uh, LinkedIn. So, boy, you've had quite up, down, yeah. all over the place. But if my impression is things are better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, hey Taylor, great great to be with you and and right. uh, you know talk to your uh, followers here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I I named the the business Five Generation Bakers really to be a literal term. I'm the fifth generation of my family in the business. Um, I, I was really the spinoff of Jenny Lee Bakery, an iconic Pittsburgh retail bakery, and um, you know wanted the name to really um, signify that it was a different business, though. Um, by keeping the Jenny Lee brand, you know, it's an indication that we're following those traditions and standards and uh, and quality that's expected from things that carry that Jenny Lee brand. But yeah, what, what have we done? I think the first time I met you, we were in our old building. It was actually uh, where Jenny Lee Bakery was uh, located um, in McKee's Rocks and where I got my business off the ground. I think that was like 2014, 15. So we've known each other for close to 10 years. We got a lot of mutual friends. Hard to believe. I remember I got, I got to walk out with some of your famous uh, cinnamon swirl that my kids ate about uh, 30 minutes from it being inside the house. Nice. You know, that's kind of how you can tell if a meeting doesn't go well. If I send you off and don't give you a sample loaf, I'm probably not going to be buying from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, super. Well, tell me you know, a little bit about, so obviously you've been working on, on this business for a long time. You know, what, yeah. what are the, pl yeah. what do you sort of, what separates you? Obviously there's a lot of bakers out there. I assume you right. know, that right. competition, but I know you're growing just by following you. So like, what, what have you been doing to sort of uh, make yourself stand out in the marketplace these days? Sure. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's been 13 years. Um, I opened in 2010. Really, I, I founded a business in, in uh, 2009. But, you know, work to secure some funding and and some customers and things like that. We fired up the ovens in February of 2010. So we're almost to 14 years. I, you know, it, it feels like a lifetime, but I also kind of feel like we're in our infancy as a, as a business, you know, for a couple of reasons. Jenny Lee was around for almost 70 years, five generations. Oh, my, my grandfather's predecessor was his grandfather who had a bakery that was around for 68 years. So, you know, I'm still 50 plus years to even competing against the, the, what the, uh, the standard that's been set, but, you know, five generation baker, our signature product is baking old fashioned style cinnamon swirl breads. When I wrote the business plan for this bakery, you know, I came off a great business, but really we, we struggled to stay viable in, in the two thousands, um, you know, supermarkets, all started, you know, having a retail bakery. There's a Dunkin' Donuts on, you know, in every other town. There's, you know, every coffee shop is selling baked goods. And so it really made retail bakery a lot more challenging than, you know, maybe the previous six decades. And we, you know, my parents closed the doors, you know, under some some difficult, uh, challenging times. We had a major fire in 2006. They shut us down for five months and my parents rebuilt, um, you know, dedicated uh, and committed to their employees and customers. They rebuilt and came back um, a week before Easter in 2007 and just in time for the Great Recession. And, and, that, and that timing really proved to be you know, the, 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 sword that fell us, uh, you know, my, my, we were struggling to rebuild the business that we lost over those five months, wholesale ba supermarkets. We supplied 20 supermarkets in, in 2006 with donuts and birthday cakes and cookies, but at the supermarket, while they were committed to Jenny Lee, they weren't going to wait five, six months 
for donuts. You know, they had to find replacement suppliers and we got it. But in 2007, we're, we're working hard to uh, rebuild that that business. And and then the pandemic, not the pandemic, that's another a whole other story. But in 2008 was the Great Recession. And, um, you know, at that point, my, my parents decided to hang it up. And so, you know, I was frustrated. I was burnt out. <clears throat> First time in my life, I'm unemployed and um, still coming down to McKee's Rocks. I live up in Zillianopel. So it was a commute, but I was helping my dad liquidate the business. And maybe after a month or a couple of months of doing that, it, it got to the point where we're going through artifacts that were left over from my grandfather and you know, just looking at records and finding things from early years and, and um, chocolate old-fashioned style antique chocolate molds and and records and pictures. And I started thinking, you know, my grandfather started over. I can do this. I'm a fifth generation baker. And it was kind of my aha moment. And <clears throat> I went home. I don't know. It was like probably December of 2008. And I said to my wife, and I had a, had a job offer at the time. And it was a pretty, pretty nice job offer working for, for a good, reputable business in, in, in Zillianopel. And came home to my wife. I said, you know what? I don't think I can accept Ed's offer. I I got this idea, and I think I could I should start my own business. And fortunately, my wife comes from an entrepreneurial family herself, and she said, you know, if if you got to write a business plan, then then do it because um you're you're gonna regret it if you don't. And so at that moment, Five Generation Bakers was born, and um, I set out to discover what was I gonna do at Five Generation Bakers. And donuts were 25% of Jenny Lee's business. But like I mentioned earlier, there's Dunkin' Donuts all over. Um, we were on every cookie table at a Pittsburgh wedding, but you know, there's a thousand commercial cookie bakeries across the United States. We, I, 15 years later, I still get phone calls for our buttercream icing, but every supermarket makes a birthday cake it, 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 a lot cheaper than a retail bakery, and they're not too bad. And so I kept coming back to these cinnamon swirl breads, these old-fashioned style breads. You walk into Bethel Bakery, Oakmont Bakery, Kretschmar's Bakery, and any number of true retail bakeries in our market, in Cincinnati, in Ohio, in New York, in Chicago, you are going to find a crimp bread like ours, but you can't find them. You couldn't find them, at least back in 29, in 2009, you couldn't find them in supermarkets. And I'm, you know, I'm asking myself, is that because supermarket customers don't want them? Or is it because no commercial bakeries have developed a commercial process to produce that style of breads? I banked on that. Here we are 13 years later. I've had 11 of those 13 years have been double digit or greater uh, growth over the previous year. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, we've had a lot of success. You know, I, I'm so thankful for the fans that love our bread and, you know, I'm just eternally grateful for the employees that work hard to put out the world's best cinnamon swirl bread. And Scott, what's your, what's your geographic footprint? So you're, you're primarily selling into larger grocery stores. How, how far do, do you go? Right. So, you know, our breads are distributed in probably about 15 states, maybe up to 20 states in supermarkets um, through, through they go in frozen distribution channels. Um, they stay frozen until the retail partner decides to slack them out and merchandise them. And that's how they can put a fresh bread out. Um, and, and we rely on our retail partners to uh, date code those. They have, it's all natural products. So you got about seven days, seven days to sell, 14 days to enjoy. I'd say we're probably in 15 to 20 states uh, via our uh, retail distribution. We're probably in about close to 30 states now with retail, I'm sorry, restaurant and food service distribution. We, we, we're in over 3,000 restaurants throughout the Midwest predominantly. And, um, and then frankly, our geographical footprint is 50 United States um, via QVC, which we started partnering with at the end of 2020. 
Um, last year, we reached 81,000 households in every state across this great United States. That's outstanding. So yeah. other than your signature bread, have you, I know you're an entrepreneur and a, and a sales guy. Uh, yeah. Have you thought of, is is there any, uh, using the bakery analogy, do you, do you, do you have right. anything in the kitchen that you're yeah. thinking is, is there anything, on, or anything is bacon that, in the oven? Is that all? <laughs> we can't talk about that right now. Right. So no, we, we have really, um, there, there was two events um, that, that ultimately, you know, forced us to diversify. And, and let me actually back that up. It's kind of funny because the first six years we were in business was at the old facility. Um, and I, when I, um, you know, kind of inherited that, that facility, there were still cake depositors, cookie depositors and things that could donut fryer. And um, I was very strict. I refused to make anything other than cinnamon swirl breads because I wanted to, I, I had a vision. I wanted to be the world's best cinnamon swirl bread. And if I distracted my focus from that, um, I just didn't feel like we could set out and be successful in achieving our goals. And so I get uh, phone calls frequently. Hey, Scott, could you make, you know, could you make sheet cakes? I don't want to decorate a cake. I just want you to make these sheet cakes. You got that cake depositor there. And I'd, you know, be like, what cake depositor? And then I'd hang up and call <laughs> up my buddy who uh, sells used bakery equipment. Hey, you got to move this cake depositor because I, <laughs> I don't want to be tempted to make cakes for this guy. So that was kind of my strategy in the first six years I was in business. Well, then in 2016, we, we were just very blessed to uh, have the opportunity to move into a state-of-the-art modern facility. It was a smaller footprint as far as square footage goes, but it actually increased my capacity by fivefold because it was laid out just much more efficient. We get to design the whole bakery ourselves. We work with a team of engineers and architects to, um, to create this layout and this production process flow. And um, at that point, we moved in. We knew in the first three years of uh, operating this new facility, we had to maintain that double-digit sales growth. And so at that point, we decided to diversify out of, you know, just a, a need to uh, increase our uh, our production, our revenue, and our top line. Um, you know, at that point in time, we started, you know, expanding the Jenny Lee line. We started introducing new products, new flavors, seasonal breads. Still baked in that old-fashioned crimp style crimp pan. We also started co-packing. We started producing for other uh, brands, um, and some of those co-packed products weren't always breads or cinnamon swirl breads. Now, most of the time, they were yeast-raised products. For example, we make pizza frozen pizza dough ball. So, the great thing about that is it you know doesn't affect my bottleneck at the oven because it's it's frozen raw dough, um, but it's still you know our expertise, which is yeast products, and so that's really how. Uh, um, we were introduced and started diversifying. And then the, the, when the pandemic hit in 2020, um, you know, at, at one point in the year in, in, in April, May, June, July, we were at 30% or less of our forecasted production level for those months. Um, you know, we supply a lot of restaurants and, and school districts, and those were all shut down. And so therefore, um, that business was dried up. And then a lot of people were like, well, you must have been booming in the supermarkets. You'd think so, you know, the supermarket shelves were bare, but most products sold in the bakery department were occasion baked goods, birthday cakes, first first communions, graduations, and those events weren't happening. And so therefore, a lot of people weren't going to the bakery departments. And, you know, frankly, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, loyal following that do seek out our breads. A lot of our sales are, um, uh, you know, they're compulsory sales, they're um, you know, if somebody, uh, you know, sees, sees the, 
spread display and like, oh, that's, you know, their impulse sales. So um, we were missing out a lot of that because people were avoiding the perimeters of supermarkets during the beginning part of the, 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 the um, pandemic. Sense. And so at that point in time, too, we we looked to diversify our product line. We spent a lot of time. You know, one thing we would actually lay our employees off for a week of production employees, lay them off for a week, produce for a week, lay them off for a week. That way they could benefit from the stimulated unemployment. And we were still able to keep our operations going, um, supplying the customers that we did uh, maintain, fill the orders that we had. Um, but my management team, we never took a day off. You know, weekend, sure. But we worked that entire pandemic and and we focused on two things. I did a little bit of research and, and I looked at other CPG companies that came out of 2008 and the recession. What made those companies, the, you know, I, and I looked at the cream of the crop, the ones that came out on fire out of the 2008, out of that great recession, who came out and was more successful prior to that. And the research that I did indicated that those companies that were uber successful focused on R&D and marketing. And so we did those things in the weeks we weren't producing. My management team was talking about R&D projects, commencing R&D projects. Um, you remember Cody, uh, just this brilliant marketing director that we had, um, you know, very intelligent and, and uh, just, a, just a very talented uh, young man. Um, he was just, you know, hitting home runs with uh, some of the marketing projects that we had at the time. And so, um, you know, I felt that those things really allowed us the opportunity to, uh, you know, come through the pandemic and, and, and not just survive, but thrive. And, yeah. uh, you know, here we are in, in, in 2023, we'll, we'll eclipse 22 by uh, probably 50% uh, by That's the end of the year. And, um, you know, our, the, the, our, the growth is not slowing down. That's great. What a story. And I'll, and I'll leave it to my listeners that uh, Scott is probably the fittest baker you will ever <laughs> see. So he is not your uh, typical baker that you would, you would see. Scott is very fit and active. So well, Thanks. You know, I I mentioned my wife is an entrepreneur also, and, and she's got a youth triathlon team that she coaches. She puts on the Mighty Moraine Man Triathlon Series, uh, some triathlons at Brady's Run Park. She's the uh, head coach of Duquesne University's women's NCAA triathlon team. So triathlon is is in our blood. Um, my son started triathlon at five years old. He's competing in college as a 20-year-old now. I, I learned a long time ago, if I wanted to hang out with my family, I better get into triathlon. So I look at it this way. <clears throat> I make them fat, she makes them fit. <laughs> there you go. That's a good family <laughs> line right there. You can exactly. put that on a t-shirt. Right. Yeah. It's just, just it's a merry-go-round. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And what a, what a great story. Con continued success. I appreciate you having me, Taylor. Good to talk to you and I uh, hope, hope to see you soon.